Hey guys, thank you for joining me today. For those of you that don't know who I am, I am Tierney Krasowski. I am a follower of Christ and I have a deep-rooted love and relationship with him. I would like to note that while I'm a Christian, I am not a perfect Christian, but I am a consistent Christian and I strive to live a life that honors God. Um, I am a mother of three incredible children. I have a 20-year-old son, an 18-year-old daughter, and a nine-year-old son. And those three perfectly imperfect human beings are the absolute loves of my life. Um, and they have taught me so much about life and about love and about myself and about God and my relationship with God and my walk with God um, that I don't know if I will ever be able to accurately thank him or begin to show him the gratitude I have for him allowing me to be their mother. Um, I am also very active within my community and I have a master's degree and through my life experiences feel like I have a PhD in life. Pretty sure some of you guys can relate to that as well. Um, before we dive in, I would just like to begin with a disclaimer that while this is a Christian based podcast, the content and subjects that we talk about are not always suitable for little ears. And so I would just ask that you use discretion when listening with your children around. Um, so let's dive in. You know, I began this podcast because I have, um, I have a story. I have some history and I have a life that has not always reflected um, Christ. And that's not always something that I'm really proud to talk about, but it's the truth. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to a women's conference or a retreat for ladies at your church or anything where you have a woman who gets on stage and she's perfectly put together and, um, you know, she starts talking about her marriage and her children and her life experiences and some of the things that she's struggling with. And while she's talking, you're, you know, you're sitting there thinking like, wow, I don't connect to that. I don't fully relate to that. Um, you know, and you might be thinking, yeah, um, I, I appreciate that you have this struggle or that your life is this way or that way. But let me ask you this question, you know, um, if you spent the entirety of your childhood being sexually assaulted, would you still love Jesus the same way? If you had a child die, would you still love Jesus the same way? Um, if you were physically abused or mentally abused or brutally attacked and sexually attacked, would you still love Jesus the same way or whatever your issues may be? And I've realized that, that there are a lot of women who, who have this disconnect when it comes to these issues because we can't see the relationship between their relation with Christ and our relation with Christ. And it's important that we learn, that we learn to see those things. Um, so I began this podcast for, you know, um, for the women who, who for whatever reason struggle with feeling as if they're not enough or as if somehow by their own doing or someone else's, they're not worthy to receive and experience the unconditional love of their heavenly father. 
I began this podcast for women who have struggled with rejection or abandonment, um, women who have struggled through sexual abuse, women who have struggled with their divorce. So, you know, maybe divorces, maybe they've had multiple divorces. Um, women who have struggled um, and struggled through physical, mental, and emotional abuse, women who have struggled with their mental health, women who have struggled with their physical health, women who have struggled through the loss of a child or infertility, you know, women who have struggled with sexual sin. <clears throat> and that's a big one. Um, that's something that a lot of women don't want to talk about. Um, you know, and this isn't an exhaustive list, but you get the idea. So this podcast for me is about connecting with women and having relationship with these women, um, you know, and having relationship with one another, but most importantly, having a relationship with Christ, um, Every single thing that was mentioned in that list is something that I've struggled with. It's something that I've had to experience. And for a very good portion of my life, it's something that I identified myself by. Um, you know, so this podcast for me is about being real and it's about being raw and it's talking about issues and subjects that sometimes get swept under the rug when we're in church or when we're in social circles because nobody wants to display the worst parts of themselves. Nobody wants to put themselves out there and say, hey, this is who I am. These are my broken pieces, but these are also the good pieces because the reality is, is that all of those pieces are who we are, but we don't have to identify with all of those pieces. Um, so, you know, while we're growing in this relationship and developing this relationship with Christ, it's important that we learn to heal and that we're growing and that we develop our identity in Christ. Um, so, you know, it's, it's important that we take a look at these issues straight in the face and take back the authority that we either willingly or unwillingly gave Satan. I know again, that these subjects are not easy to discuss, or they're not always easy to listen, listen to, but facing them gives these issues less power. It's important that you acknowledge that these things have happened to you, um, acknowledging and openly discussing the things that have hurt you, the people that have hurt you, um, that, th that these are the things that have played key roles in creating damaging life cycles. That's all part of the healing process. You know, the idea from healing from trauma can be scary. The reality is, is that it is just daily decisions that you choose to make. Um, healing from trauma can be a slow and grueling process and it takes time and consistency. There will be some days that this process, it will push you so far out of your comfort zone that your natural reaction will be, go, will be to go back to the cycle, um, your old cycles, simply because they're comfortable and you know. I think the scariest thing and the scariest part of healing is the unknown. I grew up in church knowing that I had a strong calling on my life, knowing that I was anointed. Um, you know, I knew all the key players of the Bible and I knew, I just knew without a shadow of a doubt that I would never, ever, ever be like those awful women of the Bible, you know, and you'll find throughout this journey together that I was the queen of never, like I would never this, I would never that, I would never, but literally I did everything I said that I would never do, you know, so 
I'm sure that you can imagine my surprise when I took a collective look at my life and the person from the Bible that I emulated and recognized the most within my own reflection was the woman at the well. Yep. I am talking about the woman who was married five times, the woman who, when she met Jesus, was living with a man who was not one of the five husbands she'd already had. You know, it's easy to look at her story and recognize all the sin. It's easy to shame her and to think things like, how disgusting, or how could Jesus love someone like that? How could he take her in? How could she be the one that he chose? But the woman at the well has such a tremendous story of redemption and healing. We meet her when she has made multiple decisions that will negatively impact her life, when she has been shamed and shunned by her community. We didn't meet her as a child when she was probably being sexually assaulted by her father or uncle or brother or even a close family member or probably all of the above. We didn't meet her when she wasn't being protected by her mother or you know where her mother was at in the picture. We were not there through all of those parts. Um, We didn't meet her at the time when she was enduring this awful trauma that was leading to these unhealthy decisions in her life. We meet her when Jesus met her. This woman was not only deeply drowning in sin, she was also a Samaritan. So this means she was half Jew, half Gentile. And if you know about Jewish culture, um, you'd know that these are the outcasts. She was an outcast amongst the Jews. The Jews did not speak to the Samaritans. She was an outcast within her own community. Um, The fact that Jesus spoke to her speaks volumes of how Jesus felt about the racist issues that were a dominant part of that culture. It shows the barriers that he was breaking down, what he was knocking down, and how he was choosing um, to step outside of culture, to speak to a woman and speak to a Samaritan woman and say, hey, I choose you. I choose you. He was fully aware of this woman. He was fully aware of her story, of her brokenness. He was aware of the choices that others made that broke her. And he was aware of the choices she made that broke herself. He knew all about her shame, her guilt, and and how she used the guilt and the shame to define who she was and to estimate her value by those things. He knew every dream that she had that never came to fruition. He knew every part of who she wanted to be. He knew her intimately before he ever spoke to her. The same way he knows us intimately before we ever choose to speak to him. This precious woman is the first person Jesus ever revealed the fact that he was the Messiah to. He absolutely did this on purpose. It was not a mistake. It was not a happenstance. This was done on purpose. Um, While most people know the part of him talking to her, they know the part of him revealing who he is to her and telling her to go and sin no more. They don't know the rest of her story. When she left him in that moment, she chose to follow him. Um, Her life was completely transformed. What I do know about Jesus, what I do know about God is that he is a God of order. He does things in order. My pastor says that all the time. And I love that saying because he processes people through things. He processes, processes us through our trauma. He processes us through our bad decisions, through the consequences of decisions that we've made. He processes, processes us through these things. Um, 
but her life was transformed. She stopped living in sin. She changed her name to Fatini, which means enlightened one. She introduced her sons and her daughters to Jesus and revealed to them what he had revealed to her, that he is the Messiah. Her whole family, her sisters, they were saved and baptized by the apostles and they became evangelists for Christ. Um, you know, Roman history documents that she was the first preacher of a mega church and she led thousands of people to Christ. Uh, when the Roman emperor Nero heard of this, uh, so Nero was an absolute sociopath and he was a crazed lunatic. He believed that he himself was a God. Um, so when he heard of this, he had her and her children summoned to him, um, and was trying to force them to renounce their faith in Christ. Um, he insisted that they renounce their faith in Jesus and declared Nero to be their God. Fatini and her children, they absolutely refused to do so. Her sisters refused to do so. They chose to be tortured. Um, if you've studied much Greek or Roman history, you'll know that their torture is absolutely gruesome and horrific. Um, her children were tortured to death in front of her and she still refused to renounce her faith in Christ and she was eventually thrown into a dry well where she died. So while this is a summarization of how the events happened um, after she met Jesus, the reality is, is that it didn't happen overnight and we need to be aware of that. It was not instantaneous. Um, it was something again that God processed her through. Um, I'm not going to pretend that I know the timeline or the exact order of, of events of how things were processed out in her life because I don't, but I do know that if God processed her through her situation, the way he processed me through mine, it took time, like as in years, um, I'm sure there was some falling down and some stumbling that happened along the way, but he continuously showed up and was faithful beyond measure in her life because he's certainly showed up and he's constantly been faithful in my life. And there are times that I know for a fact that God should have left me where I was at, but he didn't. He absolutely did not. So when I talk about this precious woman being the woman that I resonate the most with in my own life, I would like to clarify, I've never been thrown down a well. I've never watched my children being tortured to death. I can't even begin to imagine what that would be like. I have, however, been married multiple times. Um, I have lived with men that are not my husband. I've been engaged in sexual sin in numerous ways. I have um, engaged in an adulterous relationship. These aren't things I'm bragging about. These are not things that I'm proud about, but these are things that are real and these are things that are raw. And these are things that say, hey, you're not alone. I know that I'm not alone in these things, but sometimes other people have experienced them and they feel like they are so trapped and so alone in these situations. Um, I've carried shame and guilt and condemnation on my back. And I've allowed these things to dictate my identity, not Christ. I, I, it wasn't Christ that was dictating my identity at that point. It was shame and guilt and condemnation. And all of those things come from Satan. Every single one of those things come from Satan. So, you know, I've made choices that have hurt my children. And this is probably, um, through every experience that I have, this is probably the one that has been the hardest for me to come to terms with is that I have hurt my children. Those three humans 
I love more than anybody else on this earth. I love them with every breath that I have and I would give my life for them. And I have done things um, that have hurt them and that have caused trauma and pain to them. And while I can't fix it and I know that it's um, it's something that Christ has to fix, that the Holy Spirit has to come in and heal for them, um, I have turned my life around to where I am... Um, living a life that is Christ-centered and they can see that. And I know part of that will help them heal from the decisions that I made that caused pain within them. Um, So I've been humbled and I've been broken in ways that only Jesus can use and I'm allowing him to use that. Um, I've had to work through trauma and allow Jesus to heal me and allow him to become my identity. So I hope that throughout this journey together, you realize that you are not alone and I hope that you continue to follow me through this journey and, and, you know, follow through each episode. But the thing that I want you to take away with you the most is that we serve an incredible God and that he can heal and restore all things. So with that in mind, I hope that you have a wonderful day and I look forward to the next episode together.